welcome to Church on the Rock. My name is Abby, and um, I was just praying last night about um, the service, and um, God just reminded me um, that scripture in, in Ephesians about how we have been brought near um, by the blood of Christ, and He Himself is our peace. And I love that line in the song we were just sing, singing that He is uh, the see, to see the captives' hearts released and the hurt and the sick and the poor at peace. And He is the peace to the nations. And this is why we're here, to glorify Him, to honor Him, and to make Him known throughout the earth. So let's glorify Him this morning, amen.
time we lift up your name, Jesus. You're the only king forever, Lord. You've made a way for us. Come on, somebody begin to love on him in this place this morning. Come on, lift your voice up wherever you're at. Begin to tell him how much you love him in this place this morning. You are the only king forever, God. And you have set us free. You have set us free, oh God. bless him just a little bit more in this place this morning come on somebody really put your hands together don't wait on your neighbor this morning to praise him because he's worthy amen we bless your name jesus we bless your name oh god jesus
we do just say, there is power in your name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Whatever circumstance in our life, whatever disease, whatever uh, obstacle or mountain has to bow its knee at your name. At your name, we have victory. At your name, we are victorious. God, we thank you. You're an awesome God. You're a powerful God. You're a loving and compassionate God. And we say, we love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. I was praying for you all yesterday. And God gave me the scripture. It's been in our Bible reading this week. We've been reading out of Matthew. And the scripture is found in Matthew 11, verse 28. And it says, are you tired, worn out, burned out? Jesus said, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. God was showing me there were people here today that are burned out, that are tired, they're worn out, they're discouraged, they feel hopeless, helpless. He wants you to come to him this morning and recover your life. He wants you to come to Him today and to receive a fresh touch from His Holy Spirit. We're going to call our ministry team around the front. And as we continue our worship, I would like for you to come forward. If this scripture spoke to you and you say, that's me, I'm tired. I need fresh courage. I need fresh strength. I want you to come forward. If you're needing healing in your body, come forward. We'd like to pray with you. Whatever your need is today, we would like to pray with you as our worship team continues to lead us in worship.
two or three people maybe you've never met before and let them know how happy you are to see them in God's house. Here in front of you, we have a lot of information about our church. Our inside look lets you know everything about who we are and what we believe in. Our ministry guide gives you plenty of opportunities to get connected through small groups, classes, and outreach opportunities. If you're a first-time guest, fill out the white card in the seat back in front of you, drop it in the offering, or you can bring it across the hall to the connect room where you'll receive a free gift bag. Don't forget about our Saturday night meal and snacks between our Sunday morning services. Also, the coffee bar is always open. so glad you're here and we hope that you know there's always a place for you at Church on the Rock. So you have old furniture. You bring that furniture to our warehouse. We find a local family in need and bring it to their home. It's that simple. 
Furnished by Faith. If you're interested in helping with this ministry and making a difference in your community, you can pick up a flyer in the foyer for more information. The annual Memorial Weekend Car Show and Cookout was a huge success. Even with the threat of rain, we had a great turnout of cars and people. Thanks again to all the volunteers that made this event possible. There were a lot of people that were at our campus that had never been here before. We give God glory for a great weekend. For the month of June, there will be no Wednesday night small groups or classes. We will be meeting in the sanctuary for our night of refreshing, a time of worship and personal ministry. Join us every Wednesday night in June at 7 p.m. for a night of refreshing. SUM Texarkana Bible College and Theological Seminary at Church on the Rock Texarkana offers affordable, accredited undergraduate and graduate theological degrees that combine academic excellence with practical ministry training and personal mentorship by seasoned ministry leaders. This process shapes students to be passionate, prepared, five-fold ministry leaders. SUM is expressively a ministry training school. When students are released, they are ready to go into full-time ministry. Enroll now for our 2015 fall semester at churchontherock.org. Amen. How many people are glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say you're looking good. Look at your other neighbor and say you're looking good too. Amen, man. We are so happy that you're here. And if you're a guest in worship today, just so glad that God brought you our way. Isn't it amazing just to worship God with one voice and just lift him up because he is the one. Amen. Uh, if you are a guest in worship, we would love for you right after service to go to the Connect Room. We have a gift for you. We would love to just shake your hand and, and uh, give you a goodie bag. But again, we are so glad that you're here. And uh, a lot of interesting, awesome things happening in the life of our church. You just saw the video. We are launching the Church on the Rocks SUM Bible School and Seminary this fall. Man, so excited about this. I'm telling you, this is the vision of this church and Pastor John to train up and send out the next generation of pastors and church leaders. And I'm telling you, this is monumental for our church. It's fully accredited. Um, I'm telling you, if you have a desire, your kids, you know somebody in the community that has a desire to be a pastor or a missionary, this is a great opportunity for them to get a fully accredited Bible education. Uh, Texarkana, this church is actually a cohort uh, for sum.edu, and you can check that out online. But I'm I'm telling you, God's wanting to do some great things in the life of the church. And if we don't raise up and send out the next leaders, who will? And so that's kind of the vision of this house. And if you have any questions, you can talk to me. You can talk to my wife. Actually, Pastor Nick is in seminary right now at SUM, and uh, he loves it. So you can talk to him kind of about the ins and outs. But we're so excited about that. Uh, last thing, we have a new hot off the press Bible guide in the back of your seat. We would love for you to get this, take this home, read the Bible every single day. You're joining with hundreds of people that are reading the same passages, one from the Old, one from the New Testament. And just uh, this morning, Miss Linnell read her word from what she got last night or this morning reading. And you can read that too, amen? The word is our food. So if you're not reading the Bible, you're malnourished. Eat some food this week, amen? God bless you. Amen. You need to go on a diet, one of those 66 basic food groups called the Bible. Amen. <laughs> 
you know, part of that vision of Pastor John's sending out people, and we have somebody from our church. Uh, how many know Abby? Abigail over there on the keyboard. And she's been with us a long time. Her and her family have served here, helped with the youth ministry, helped the music in the main church, and just served and served and served. And she went to Australia to continue mission work. And when she was there, she found somebody by the name of Joel, and they're getting married next Friday. Is that right? So we're excited for them. But they're going to be heading back to Australia, and they're going to be missionaries. And so we're just proud, and we want to send them from this church with a blessing. And so stop out in the foyer. Uh, sign up on their mailing list so they can communicate what's going on so you can be a part of their ministry by prayer or maybe by monthly support. But even if you'd like to just give today, whether it's on a debit card or your offering, just mark Abby or Abigail and we'll get it to the right place to send them off on their honeymoon and off to the mission field. Sounds exciting, right? <laughs> Tell us a little more about your what you're going to do when you leave. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah. So um, Joel and I are full-time missionaries based in Australia. We're with an organization called Youth of the Mission, and um, we focus on training for missionaries, but we're also both involved in music ministries that open doors for the gospel, not just in Australia, but also in nations across the earth. So um, yeah, we'd really love to chat with you, tell you a little bit more about what we do, and yeah, come and shake our hand. Amen. They'll be out in the foyer. Amen. We continue to worship the Lord with our tithes and offerings. You know, in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, I don't, hopefully a lot of you have been here when we've uh, shared the recorded simulcast from Robert Morris from Gateway Church and the Blessed Life. And if not, go to our website and just click on the link to get that. Last week was just very, very good. And it's about first fruits. As a matter of fact, it says in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, honor the Lord with your possessions, with the leftovers of all your increase, just so you're just going to let me go with that, right? Either my eyes are bad or I'm reading the not-so-holy Bible. Because it doesn't say leftovers. It says first fruits of all your increase. Then your vats will, your barns will be filled with plenty. Your vats overflow with new wine. You know, there's a time in my life and my wife's where we were really struggling and just came to know the Lord and hadn't really got the understanding yet of tithing. And, and we tried, you know, the bill collectors are calling. And we're, you know, we're paying MasterCard first, whoever's, you know, crying the loudest and we try to get them off our backs but you know begin to realize and Robert Moore says this but MasterCard and Visa you can pay them first but they don't have the power to bless you do they but when you put God first and God always wants to be first that's the biggest thing he wants to be first in our life he'll not settle for second place he's a jealous God and he wants us to put him first and if you put him first in your finances you watch how that 10% going to him first and you honor him I'm telling you the 90% will go a whole lot farther because he wants to bless you. You have to believe that, but you got to look at his word and just trust him. God says, test me now. Trust me now. If I don't open, open the windows of heaven. He's for you, not against you. Amen. He wants to help you. Amen. You know, as I pray for offering, I also want to pray kind of for our county right now. I got just a you know message from James Prince, our sheriff who goes to church here. And, and just the volunteers are weary right now and the workers and the floodwaters. We have people last night in our church. They show me their front yard and it was right up. They took a boat around their house. And so let's just pray for offering, but more than that, let's pray for the kingdom and those people right now that need help. Father, we just pray for this county. Lord, with just a word, with your breath, you could evaporate this water, Lord. Lord, you can make it go down instead of rise up. So we just pray for grace for the workers, grace for these families. And Lord, you can supernaturally just give them wisdom, but supernaturally kind of protect their property. And the enemy will not steal in Jesus' name. Devil, we've caught you stealing in this area, and we ask you to restore. We can demand you restore, and we just thank you in Jesus' name for grace for these people, grace for this offering to be a blessing wherever needed in this city or the community or the nation. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Jesus.
the Lord How He saved me How He raised me And how He filled me With the Holy Ghost How He healed me To the uttermost Just when I think about the Lord How He picked me up How He turned me around How He set my feet Solid ground that makes me want to shout. There's a real anointing in this house today, a very strong anointing, and, and we're not going to give Larry credit because he wouldn't take it if we did, uh, or Nick or the worship team, because God gets the glory for everything, but there's just something special about today, and, and the Lord bringing Larry here at this time, but um, you know, I felt this last night, but I, for somebody, but I almost feel prophetically for some people, you're trying to find some answers. There's some questions. You're trying to figure some things out, and it's not like you're going to get the answers today, but God will give you the equation or the formula. You know, like in math, you're trying to figure out a problem, and if you just have that equation, you can figure out the problem. And so I'm believing for you, if, if you're in that situation, that God will give you this the steps or the equation, you know, something to be able to figure out your situation. And it could be from this message here just to, you know, just to hang in there and, and that God is for you, not against you. But I want to introduce... You go ahead and have a seat. Give Jesus a hand clap on the way down. Hallelujah. Amen. But, uh, you know, many of you fairly new to the church might not know Larry Myers. And I'll let him tell a little about his ministry in Mexico. But this is a good friend of ours, uh, kind of a pastor of our church, an apostolic person. I mean, somebody that can come in and oversee and give advice and counsel and a very good friend of Pastor John. And, and uh, I'm honored if he'd call me my friend. Or I can, because you're my friend, and maybe I can be your friend too. You want to be my friend? <laughs> okay. Now, very, 
if I don't have to correct me. Hallelujah. But this is somebody that Pastor John really leans on and relies on and just for advice and strength, and he's always there, and he comes to our church and never wants anything, just wants to be a blessing. And so I just want to give him the platform, and this is somebody, again, I say an apostle, somebody that's birthed churches in Mexico by the hundreds, but not just left them there, goes back and, and just sees them flourish and grow and comes to local churches and just, you know, speaks to our foundation and just encourages and blessing blessings, but... Uh, you know, more than that, any kind of title, he, he will never accept, and he'll s- s- quickly cast it aside. But he's very much, this is my last word, a friend of God and a servant of the Most High God. And we love him. I Be love blessed. Bless you. Bless you. Now, I can't take a lot of time to tell you what I think about you, how, how wonderful you are, because I want to have ample time to preach the word. I've changed the title from destruction and restoration to one simple word, plans. And if you're here today and your plans that you had has not worked out, I don't want you to give up. God knows the plan he has for you. And he knows the plan he has for this church. And it's not to hurt you. Amen. 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 I want you to turn in your Bibles to John 10 and 10. And now listen to me. I'm going to take all the time I need until you get the message. About 12 o'clock today, if you've got the message, you can go home. Slip on out. If you have it, you stay right here. Right here until you get the message from God. Not from me, but from God. But in 10.10, the scripture says, John 10.10, Bible says, the thief, who is the thief? I hate him. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the only reason he's here. That's the only reason. He comes to steal, to kill, and absolutely destroy you as a congregation or as an individual or as a family. That's his desire. This is what Jesus said, I came, I've come that they might have life. And have it more abundantly. Now the plan that God has is to bless you. And the plan of Satan is to destroy the plan of God. Very simple. I mean, I'm a Cajun and I understand that. I heard a senator, black senator, fabulous speaker, at a commencement exercise in South Carolina. And he said he dropped out of school in, uh, as a freshman. Dropped out of school. Didn't have it. He come from a single family, a single uh, parent family, and they encourage him to get back into school. So he goes back to school. Gets out of school, goes to college. He said, I was not bilingual. I couldn't speak Spanish, and I couldn't speak English. 
Now that's a bad place to be. Now he's a senator, and he was giving every bit of the credit to God Almighty. God had a plan for that young man, and he still has a plan for that young man. In the book of Jeremiah, what's your name, young man? Yes, sir, you. That's a kid in my, in my age frame. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. Oh, you, you own the Cowboys? Okay, now, this is what he says in Jeremiah. For thus says the Lord, when seven, uh, verse 11, for I know the plans that I have for Jimmy Jones, declares the Lord. Put your name in there. Put your name in there. Declares the Lord. Play, plans for welfare. Now, he's not going to hurt you. Plan for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. Thank God. I want to share a little bit for a few moments because I've got all the time I need. All the time. No more services after this one. You have an incredible pastor. And I should say with an S, pastors, both of them. I've said this before in this pulpit. I'll say it again. There are preachers who exaggerate, and I'm watching them, and I'm saying, you're lying. They're on TV, and I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. Because I know it's not true. But I say this because I don't lie. I don't lie anywhere, much less in the pulpit. These are incredible pastors. I have, I've known many, many pastors. I've never known a better pastoral team than you have right here. I mean, look at your congregation this morning. I wanted to call Mary Lou up here just to look out here. I mean, it's full. But that's not anything unusual. It was full this morning on the first service. And it was almost full last night. Amen. Amen. It's incredible. I was here in the beginning of your ministry, Nell, Linnell. I was here. And believe you me, it didn't look like this. The auditorium, the buildings, the, the youth place, none of that looked like it does now. And the congregation did not look like this. So I thank God for you and for your husband and for, for your staff. Incredible. 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 And so I'm thankful for that. And I thank you for all that you do for Mexico. Your, your, your services, your going down, your giving of yourself, the finances. I, I love you. This is my church. I mean, you're my people. And so I love you like a father. I love your pastor, the family. I love my little grandchildren. And I wouldn't make a great announcement, but she'd probably get mad at me if I did. So, amen. Pastor has always had a vision and a plan for this church. From day one, he wasn't satisfied with what it was. He wanted it better. And I talked to him a few, uh, yesterday and day before 
I talked to him. And he has a plan. And that plan is for more education space. I think you need a big auditorium looking at this. It's incredible, the growth of your church. Now, before you hold on too tightly to your wallet, how can we do that, Brother Larry? Let me tell you a little story. I was in Mexico, way on a mountain with the Indians a couple of years ago. I had begun a church to build a church in Monterey. And no, it wasn't, it wasn't a church like this at all. You could put several of these inside that church. Correct? Big church. And so one of my faithful pastors for many years, he said, I have a plan. And I want to build a church. And I want to build a good church and a big church. He lived in a little rinky-dinky uh, pastored a little rinky-dinky church, couldn't expand. Either way, we went a second story up, but that was still no good. Looked like an amateur builder had done it. It was no good. My friend, my pastor, Moises Caranda said, you don't need a church that big. You just don't need it. Don't, don't. He said, I'll wait my turn. I'm in no hurry. That's what I want. He told me, he said, this is my vision. This is my plan. You do not have to do anything at all. I just want you to know this is what I want. Now, I want to tell you, when your plan and God's plan are the same plan, just Katie bar the door if Satan has anything to say about it. Amen. You hear me? It's Katie bar the door to Satan. If your plan... Let, let me let me get down where you're living, young person. If your plan and God's plan are the same, there's no way that that Satan or hell can withstand you. You can't. If it's God's plan and your plan, you're going to succeed. I can promise you that on the Word of God. Amen. And so Ramiro said, "I'll wait my turn. Do whatever you want to do, but this is what I want." I said, okay, no money. I gave a few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars, and we started a foundation. I sent a few more thousand, we laid some block. I sent a few more thousand, they did what they could, and the walls began to come up. I'm talking about Brother, Brother John Miller's plan for this church. Forget about the cost of it right now. Make sure it's the plan of God. That's all you need to do. So we come up with the walls, and now we're ready for the roof. It's not a normal little mission church. It seats about 3,500 3, to 4,000 people. So I'm in Mexico on a mountain, way up in a mountain, and we're building a little mission church up there. And it was hot. It was hot. I had to go back to the airport to pick up a latecomer. I don't like latecomers at all. But for the sake of the ministry, I drove two hours back down to the airport to pick that guy up. And one of these, there were two brothers. Now, I'm not going to tell you their name. You're so close to Louisiana, you probably know them. Maybe Ken folk. One of the brothers said, can, can I ride with you? 
I said, absolutely, let's go. We get in the car, drive in my truck. We're driving back to the airport. He, he, and he looks at me and he said, what's, what's, your next, what's your next project? I said, I'm fixing to put a roof on a church in Monterey. It's a big roof. Well, what did it cost you? $50,000. I'll take care of that. How many times have I had those promises? I would be a billionaire if half of those promises would have come through. But I don't want my brother to know about it. His twin brother's up on a mountain. He's with me in, a, in my vehicle. I don't want my brother to know about me. No worry, I'm not going to tell him a thing. Might ask him if he knows about it, but I'm not going to tell him anything. So we pick the guy up. We go back up. And the next day, we're on the top of that mountain. And we'd already put the roof on and everything was ready. And so they were pouring concrete floor in, in the, in, in the building. So I get a five gallon can and I'm sitting on the outside because it's hot. I'm sitting on the outside of the church and here comes the other twin brother with a five gallon can sits down right by the side of me. So help me before God. I am telling you the exact way it happened. The truth. What's your next project? Well, I'm building a big church in Monterey, and I've got to put a roof on it. How much does it cost? $50,000. I'll take care of that. I thought, Lord, to be lied to twice, two days in a row. But I don't want my brother to know about it. So help me, God. Both said, I don't want my brother to know about it. Okay. I can keep a promise. Keep a secret. Two weeks goes by, open an envelope, inside with a check, $50,000. Jimmy Jones, that's a lot of money. $50,000. I said, oh, God, thank you so much. I said, $50,000 check to Ramito. This lady has preached in that church. It's gorgeous. Two or three weeks later, here comes another envelope from the other brother. Inside that envelope, so help me God, was a $50,000 check. I sent it down to Ramito, and I said, finish the inside of it. What I'm trying to tell you is when your plan and God's plan are the same, there is no limitation to what God will do for you. Amen. Amen. The ability of the almighty God is, is something, it's even hard for me after a hundred years in the ministry to comprehend the bigness of the almighty God. Now, oh, I'm sure there are people in here that have plans and have had plans and they haven't come to pass yet. You're the ones I want to talk to right now. I want to tell you, you just don't give up on your plan. I don't care how long it takes, how hard it is. You just don't give up because if your plan and God's plan is the same, it's going to come to pass. Now, God has always been a God of plans. I'll touch it very lightly, but you go back in Genesis, you read the plan that God had in the beginning. 
In the beginning, there was nothing. God created the heavens and the earth. Earth was void, dark. Darkness covered the face of the earth. And the spirit of the Lord began to move over God's creation according to God's plan. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God did not speak the world into existence. No, he could have. And people use the phrase, he just flung the stars. I don't think so. I think he placed every star exactly where he wanted it. The moon, the stars, the sun, everything according to his plan. And he created man according to his plan. And he created woman according to his plan. And he created the most beautiful garden you could ever imagine he created for his creation of mankind. And so just enjoy it. And he'd come down in the cool of the evening and walk with them. Wouldn't you love Jimmy Jones? Wouldn't you love to be God just to come down and say, hey, Jimmy, get up from there and let's take a stroll. Huh? That's what he did with Adam and Eve. In the cool of the evening, the maker of all mankind came down and visited because he loved them. But Satan is determined, determined to destroy the plan that God has. Always, he said his desire was to ascend above the stars, above the throne of God. He wanted to be even better than God. And from that day on, Satan has fought the plan of God. And so if you feel like your plan hasn't come to fruition, hasn't come to pass, don't give up. The enemy doesn't want you to have what God wants you to have. But the enemy cannot stop God from giving you what God wants you to have. Amen. Amen. God had a plan for Abraham. He said, Abraham, I want you to leave the land of Ur, Chaldean. I want you to leave your family, your, your, your relatives, and in your houses. And I, I want you to follow me. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to give you Canaan, a land that flows with milk and honey. You're going to be a great, so great as your nation, it'll be more than all the stars of heaven or all the sand of the sea. You, you cannot count what your nation is going to look like. And so Abraham follows him. And from the day that he set out to follow him until the end of his life, Abraham had trials after trials after trials, after trial. Satan knew that from Abraham would come a lineage all the way to Jimmy Jones right here. Hallelujah, long ways. And so from the beginning, he fought it against Abraham. When Israel was in Egypt, a little boy was born because God was going to use that little boy. All the rest of them were thrown into the, the Nile River to die. But God said, not this little boy. I have a plan for this little baby boy. Take care of him. And Moses grew up to be a great man. God met him one day, spoke to him from a burning bush, and said, I'm sending you to... Egypt, lead my people out. I've seen their affliction. I've, I, I've heard their cry. I feel their pain. Lead my people out. From that day, Satan began to attack. Even as a baby, he, he wanted to kill Moses. 
from that day, he attacked Moses time after time after time. The ministry, the will, the desire of Satan is to destroy every plan that God has for you as an individual, as a family, as a church, as a body of believers. He is determined to destroy everything that God wants to give you. One of his chief, chief weapons is rebellion. Be careful if you're a busybody. Be careful if you speak harshly against your pastor. Be careful. You do not have that right. You do not have that privilege. Well, you say, well, I'll do what I want to do. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. But I'm going to tell you, God's going to do what he wants to do. So when the rebellion, the seed of rebellion slipped into the heart of Miriam and Aaron, they go to Moses. And they said, now, just a minute, Moses. I'm, I'm talking to you in Cajun right now. If you don't like that, voy a hablar con usted en español. But they said, do you think you're the only prophet? Oh, God. I pray to God you never say that to this lady right here or to her husband or to this man right here. They didn't ask for these jobs. They were called of God, anointed of God. They are messengers of God. They are on God's business. And so when you attack the, your leadership, you're attacking God Almighty and his plan. Whoa, 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 whoa unto you. God heard that. God heard that when they said to Moses, you think you're the, listen, we hear from God too. Oh, I've heard that in churches forever. You know, be careful. God said, okay. The three of you meet me at the tent of meetings. You don't ever want to hear that. In Cajun, that means I'm going to take you out behind the woodshed. You don't ever want to go behind the woodshed when your daddy's angry. You hear that, Jimmy Jones? You never want to go behind the woodshed when God is angry at you. It's not fun. It's not easy. So the next time you want to just gripe and grumble and you just don't like something, be careful. God will say, meet me at the tent of meetings. And when they got to the tent of meetings, God came down. And he said, to, this is what God said to them. If there's a prophet among you, I will speak to him in a vision or a dream. But not my man, Moses. I speak to him mouth to mouth, we have that kind of a relationship. Were you not afraid? Were you not? Stand up, you two. Okay. All right. This is Aaron. This is Miriam. I'm God. Look at me. Were you not afraid? To, to, to stand against my servant? Were you not afraid 
to, to do this? Sit down. You're way too young to be Aaron. And immediately, immediately, Miriam falls to the ground white with leprosy. White with leprosy. Rebellion will destroy you, will destroy your family, will destroy the church. Nothing from the outside can ever hurt you, but from within that congregation, within your family, you can destroy one another. And I pray to the Almighty God before that happens, he invites you to the tent of meetings. Bible said there was a man by the name of Korah, man by the name of Dathan, man by the name of Abram. They were leaders with the people of Israel on their way out of Egypt. Had 250 uh, elders and deacons and men of renown with them and they came and they stood before Moses. Am I talking to anybody here today? Do you understand me? And this is what these men said. You brought us out of Egypt to lord over us. A real man of God is not going to lord over you. He's your shepherd. He's not a hireling. He didn't come for finances. He didn't, you can't pay him enough. He came because God sent him, because God loves you so much that he sent you the best that he had when he sent you your pastors. You understand it? So don't ever, dare ever raise your voice and challenge them. If you're in disagreement, get along with God. Get back there with God. You and God talk about it. If God wants to do any correction, he's going to do it. Not only for the church. I'm talking about your families, too. I'm talking about you, the leadership, the priesthood of your family. Ladies, don't try to rise above him. God put him in at the head of your home. He's responsible. He's responsible for your well-being, for your pr protection. If someone knocks on your door at 2 o'clock in the morning, lady, don't get up out of your bed. You nudge that husband and say, that's your job. You go. You go there. Amen. You understand me. Don't let rebellion destroy your family or your lives. I have four children. Didn't know that, did you, Mary Lou? My wife. I have four children. I have, a, I have a multitude of grandchildren. My four children, one is named Ken, one is named Paul. I love them very much. I had two more children, two more babies. One is named Evangel Temple. The other one is named Bethel, Bethel in Atoyak. These were my firstborns. I, I put my heart, my life, my spirit, everything into building these two churches. Out of that, I've got multitudes of grandchildren, churches all over the whole country of Mexico, from one end to the other, from one coast to the other. They're my grandchildren. These are my children. Don't touch my children. Satan, get your hands off my children. And so Satan laid his hand on my two children. I went into Mexico. God called me to Mexico. 
pastor's hirelings that didn't love the congregation followed me. I stopped many times on the road and looked at the church. My, 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 my son, I looked at it, that I had built with my hands. I watched it deteriorate to nothing. I watched the strong congregation go down to less than 20 people, 15, 14. I cried. I wept like a baby when I was coming in out of Mexico and going back to Mexico, passing in front of my, 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 my baby. I built the copy of that, except bigger than that, in Atoyac, near Acapulco. Three stories high. Physically, with my hands, I built that church. A backhoe couldn't dig. It was so hard. I dug the footing with a pick and a shovel. Oftentimes, totally alone. That was my second baby. I left there to go to Chiapas to start a whole new ministry, a whole new complex, a whole new headquarters. Satan laid his hand on that church. And it went down, down, down. Immoral. I'll not, I'll, I'll, I'll not get into the details, but immorality from the pastors. From the pastors. They were rebelling against the word of God. Of all people, they should know what the word of God says. They should be obedient to the word of God. They should be the examples. And, 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 and this immorality brought both churches to their knees. So I lost my two kids. Now I don't like to lose any, any of my kids. But I know the plans, what God said. I have for you. And those are plans to bless you, to prosper you, to give you a future, to give you a hope. I hung on to that word. My two boys... We will not bury them. My two boys will be restored. God restored everything that Naomi lost. She restored everything that, that Ruth lost. She restored them, <clears throat> gave them uh, married, uh, Boaz and Ruth married, gave birth to Obed. Obed gave birth to Jesse. Jesse gave birth to, uh, to, um, uh, to David. And, and then on down the line, down the line, all the way to Jimmy Jones. From them, all the way to, through, to Jesus Christ, direct lineage of the plan of God. That was the plan of God. It is the plan of God. But what about my two boys? Well, at church in Atoyak, I preached there the other day. I walked in. To a standing only ovation. Every seat in the auditorium was filled. Standing in the vestibule and outside the vestibule were the people that are, that are in that church now. I'm talking about restoration. Restoration. Pastor said to me, he said, Brother Larry, go outside with me. I said, okay, let's go. I go outside, they'd already started the construction. They're doubling the size of the auditorium. 
doubling the size of a great auditorium. And the pastor looked at me and he said, now when we get this done, we're going back behind the church and we're going to build a church that will seat 3,000 people. Restoration of my number two boy in Atoyak. I'll be there next week to see my boy. I'll preach there. Now, in Evangel Temple in Denison, same thing happened. Immorality brought a great church to less than 20 people. Mm, 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 mm. But I preached there the other day. Packed out. But they're all Mexicans. <laughs> in the beginning, God knew what he was building. In the beginning, God knew. He has thoroughly, completely restored that church, not only to the level that it was, but even beyond it. I'm talking about your God. He is able to restore everything that Satan has taken from you. Hear me. He is able to restore everything and give it back to you. Your finances, your health, your happiness, your peace, everything, every plan that God had for you, Satan or try to take from you, God can restore it. And so I want you to stand because we're fixing to have some restoring going on. Pastor Mike, get up here. Notice, tell every one of your speakers from now on, we did it right. I want the prayer people to come. I want to give the altar call if it's all right with you. Yes. Come on, ministry team, come on up. Come on. With this massive congregation, I don't believe you could put a, a dozen people more in this, uh, this auditorium, packed out. Here there could be some reasons why you came this morning. Maybe the plan that you've had, the plan that God gave you, has not come to pass yet. Maybe you're tired as Pastor Linnell said, maybe you're weary. Maybe you're weary in waiting. Maybe. I don't know. But I want to tell you, our God has the ability. If you're willing to wait for the answer, he has the ability to restore everything he's ever promised you. And so what I want you to do, I'm not interested in those who are, everything is going wonderful right now. But I want those who feel like Satan has robbed you of what God wanted you to have. I want you to just come stand right here. Come stand and let's pray. Let's believe God. Let's believe God. God, if you could restore two churches that were totally destroyed to overflowing, what is your need and your plan before Almighty God? Can you do it, Larry? Absolutely not. Can God do it? Absolutely, yes. Yes, yes. All you have to do is be willing to wait from this day until an answer comes. He's promised you that. He has promised you that. Young lady, you're beautiful. God has a plan for you. He has something for your life. Don't even give heed to the devil to try to rob you. Nothing. He is God. He is the creator. He's a God of plan. He has a plan for this church. And he has a plan for you. And don't 
have him invite you to the woodshed, you don't need to go there. So if you're one that's griping and grumbling, you come also and let's stand here and say, God, settle it right now. Pastor, would you come? Amen. I'll ask one other question. I have uh, Pastor Larry pray over you. You know, God's plan really comes to light when you invite him into your life. Hallelujah. And so maybe you're here today and you don't know where you'd spend eternity. Are you 100% sure if you died, you'd go to heaven? Because God sent his son for you. But the only way you're going to go to heaven is if you invite him into your life. God has a plan for you. But you got to invite him into your life and God will reveal that plan to you. So if you're not 100% sure, if you've not right with God today, would you hold your hand so we could pray for you? You want to get right with God? You want to ask him into your life? You want to make sure? Amen. Amen. Anybody else need to get right with God? Amen. See your hand. Anybody else? I want to get right with God. I see your hand. The beginning of your plan is right now. Amen. That's where the plan really begins to unfold. Amen. And his peace will come into your life. Hallelujah. If you raised your hand, come up here if you're out in the audience or if you're not sure, come and I want Pastor Larry to pray over you and then our ministry team will begin to pray too. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's just say this prayer together. If you're out there and you're one of those that raised your hand to ask Christ in your life or to, to, to invite him in. Yes. Let's just say this prayer together. The whole yes. congregation can. Just repeat yes. after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. For dying on the cross. For dying on the cross. For me. For me. I give you permission. I give you permission. To come into my life. To come into to my life. To change me. To reveal your plan to me. I want to follow you. Hallelujah. Be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And those of you that raised your hand or said that prayer in a minute, when we're all done here, just come over by the cross. we got some information we want to give you to take home with you to, to help walk this walk. But will you pray over everybody in a moment? I, I will. Pastor Linnell, I want you to pray with that young lady right there. Yeah. God has a plan for her life. Oh, yeah. I speak prophetically right now. God has a plan, and she was bold enough to come right now and ask God, put our plans together, my plan and yours. Father, in the name of the only begotten Son of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Savior, my provider, I pray for these that are standing here right now. Those that have been waiting for their plans to come to pass and still have not seen that, I pray, Father, that they'll hold on and not give up. You haven't given up. You haven't turned loose to that plan. Lord, if their plan and your plan are the same, I can promise them in the Word of God, it will come to pass. So comfort everyone that's here. Comfort them, Lord. Let them know that you're still with them. Let them know that the plan will come to pass in due time. Let no one become discouraged, Father. Bless this wonderful congregation. Bless this wonderful pastoral staff, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen, amen. Uh, are you a veteran, sir? I mean, God's really doing something today, isn't he? You know, I just want on behalf of America to say, you know, forgive America for not maybe accepting you when you came back or not treating you right or taking... I say this to all the veterans and, you know, just forgive America. And but Because sometimes that'll cause you just to kind of run and rebel a little bit, but God's breaking that off of you. Amen. And God's just, just going to restore and heal. Amen. Some of you Amen. men lay hands on him. Father, lay in the name of the Lord Jesus Amen. Christ, 
I thank you for the military men yes, who have who have gone in my behalf, Lord, yes, and Lord. made it a better world for me. In the name of Jesus, whatever may be uh, causing discouragement in the hearts of any of them, Father, I pray now the Holy Spirit yes. to minister to them, encourage them. And Lord, you love them and let them know we love them as well. In the name of my Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Man, you know, we're going to continue, continue ministry up here a little bit, but uh, I'm going to leave a Bible up here if you'd like to bless Larry Myers and the ministry they do and, and help with expenses there, and there'll be ushers in the back. Uh, but anyhow, we're going to continue. We'll sing through one time. You feel free to dismiss yourself at any point, but we're going to stay up here and pray as long as people need prayer. We'll pray for them, and don't forget Wednesday nights are going to start nights of refreshing. But God bless you, and we'll continue prayer up here. Oh,